Buenos Nachos, amigos. Welcome to another fine episode of the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast. I am Petey Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me, as always, is none other than David Jeffrey Majors, a.k.a. DJM. How you doing, DJM? Gluten-free bread, my friend. How are you? It's We're doing this Fanny Pack thing one more time, and Petey, my friend, we are stepping into the Sapolsky-verse. Yes. Yes, we are. We're talking about, we're going deeper into the Sapolsky-verse to his other promotion, uh, Evolve. Uh, of course, by Gabe Sapolsky, booked by Gabe Sapolsky. Uh, one of the guys that was, uh, the booker, as we all know, in Ring of Honor during, uh, several guys' heyday there, including Daniel Bryan. And I thought, well, why not get a couple uh, uh, of Daniel uh, Bryan? What? Petey, Petey, you, you already broke the con continuity rule when you what? mention ring of honor and when you mention the indies in general what do you call him sheriff mcgee i'm i'm cutting the skype call <laughs> american dragon american dragon brian danielson you can't <laughs> mess up the continuity pd yes the, the, the canon i can't i can't mess with the canon uh, of course, we have a couple of Daniel Bryan fangirls. We have non-chat roamers, DJM. I booked non-chat roamers for, for chat roamers for the show, and they don't know I'm what that is. I'm proud of you. They don't know what chat room is. Yay! Uh, we have a couple of really cool, uh, people. Uh, first of all, we have somebody who you may know from her car sessions on Instagram, or from the American remake of e- uh, the Japanese show Exit. Uh, on Sci-Fi Channel, singer, model, Daniel Bryan fangirl, and all-around kooky person, uh, the candy-colored-haired Heather Kid Cadet Riker. How you doing, Heather? I'm doing so fabulous. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, and of course, with her, uh, just because they I, I, they come in a, in a fabulous uh uh pair package, we have her be- bestie, uh, Serena Mangetta. Did I say your last name right, Serena? Say it again. Serena Magneta? <laughs> yeah, close enough. Magneta. Magneta? Okay. No. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have, uh, Heather and Serena here to talk about Evolve. Uh, we have, they mostly saw the latter half of the show, the kind of the big two thirds as far as time, but latter half of the, as far as match, uh, qu- uh, quantity. Uh, so DJM, we had, uh, an experience with the first few matches. There's a couple of really cool matches, and they weren't really huge, but there were some cool showcases. Like, we got to see Mia Yim. Uh, I always dig seeing Mia Yim. Uh, and and after about- this, I'm starting to see the big deal about Mia Yim. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to see why why people like her. I was always kind of indifferent about Mia Yim. I didn't dislike her. After this show, like okay, I'm I'm getting the hype with Mia Yim a little bit. Yeah, she's she's pretty darn good, uh, especially uh, after seeing her live back in WrestleCon last year. Uh, she's pretty pretty cool, uh, and pretty cool on, on Instagram as well. Uh, and of course, we saw Lindsay Dorado again. Ah, uh, that no good hoochador, Lindsay <laughs> Dorito. Thought I was done with him. Uh, he's gotten even more cat likes. Old school Chikara. He's gotten even more cat-like. Uh, he's also a gear, a gear maker extraordinaire nowadays. Uh, really? Really? Mm-hmm. Apparently. Uh, 
But of course, one of the things I will talk about amongst ourselves, because I thought it was an absolute uh, wrestling clinic and an epic technical wrestling match. Let, let, let's save it, Petey. Let's save it. Chuck, to, gotta to, save it. Let, let, save let's it. just ju- let's jump in to Evolve 26, and we'll build up to what I'm already calling my candidate for match of the year. I, I'm already right. calling it that. Right. See, Petey, you got to do the lead in. You, you got to start in. with the tease. You got to lead it in, and All then right, later so- on, we we go into the actual part of the show that people will want to actually hear about. The two ladies. Talking about what they thought about the show. It's all, it's all part of the magic of podcasting. I, yes. I learned a thing or two with Sean Rock. So I'm picking up some things. Yes. All right. So we're talking about, all right. We're talking about Chuck Taylor versus Maxwell Chicago. <laughs> Chuck Taylor versus Maxwell Chicago was amazing. Amazing. Uh, Maxwell Chicago and his five moves. Uh, Chuck Taylor, who's Chuck Taylor, I I would almost go far as to say my favorite guy on the Indies right now. God, somebody please sign this man, sign him already, put him on NXT, and just let him be awesome for a worldwide audience already, please. Uh, this match was just, it was stellar. It was seven stars. As I said. It is so far my match of the year ahead of Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt at the Royal Rumble. Uh, it was a, a technical clinic that went the distance. Both guys just absolute, absolute 110% the whole way. Uh, the crowd was into it. There were some crazy submission holds. Chucky e. T was at his best. Maxwell Chicago really brought his A game, but in the end, experience won over youth and enthusiasm as smooth Chucky T pulled out the wind with still to this day, probably the most devastating finisher in indie wrestling, the awful waffle. Yes, the awful waffle. Uh, of course, you know, it came out triumphant despite Maxwell Chicago pulling out his finisher, the headlock. De- devastating. Devastating De- I, I, No secret, I'm a pretty big fan of the Master of a Thousand Holes, Lightning Mike Quackenbush. Uh, I, I would even go so far as to say as Maxwell Chicago would give Quack a run for his money. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, he is a bona fide technical wizardo, as, yes. as it were. Yes. Uh, of course, Th- that this was match a- uh, from Evolve 26. Chuck Taylor versus Maxwell Chicago is must, must see. Ladies, if you go back to this, this is the match that you will have to see. Chuck Taylor versus Maxwell Chicago. Absolutely must see. Deal. Yes. Yes. Uh, and of course we had a, a really fun match with the Bravado brothers and Dos Bendejos, uh, for the Open the United Gate title match. Um, the hell's happening with my phone? Uh, the, the, <laughs> you open the United Gate title match. The Bravado Brothers versus Dos Bendejos. Uh, Dos Bendejos, uh, of course being Eddie Rios and Jay Cruz, uh, two fourths of the Lucha family with their corresponding significant others, Mia Yim and Leva Bates. Uh, Yay! Yes. Cause I always gotta mention Leva Bates whenever I get the opportunity. Always. 
Uh, no, DJ, what did you think of this uh, cool little uh, tag match? Uh, it was an okay. T- it was an okay tag team championship match. It had a little bit of a hint of the Dragon Gate style because the Bravado Brothers had spent a little bit of time in Japan. But here's the thing about the Bravado Brothers. They're heels, but I yeah. kind of want to cheer them. <laughs> one of them's named Lancelot. Right, and the other one is named Harlem. Also, their theme song was fantastic. I loved their entrance music. And I've always, for whatever reason, on the indies, the Bravados have always kind of been booked as two dudes you don't really want to like they're almost uh, and i can't think of another way to compare them and i, I hate to say this because i actually like them i would almost call them a poor man's version of the young bucks uh ah. but uh, i would all but i like the bravado brothers i i find it hard to dislike them and yeah. In this match, it wasn't all that different, especially uh, the bigger bravado, I think, is Lancelot, who he, he's definitely been spending some time in the dojo in Japan because he was not that big before. <laughs> when when no. they were in Ring of Honor, they were the skinny jobber tag team. And safe to say they've been spending some time in Japan and working out a oh, lot. Yeah. Since you, then. you don't you don't survive Japan without doing a little bit of exercising, uh, and toughening yourself up <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, it, it, a cool little tag team title match. Uh, I think y'all should check it out. Now, get we had the intermission, and then I go ahead uh, went ahead and instructed the gals to watch. Uh, th- this was basically the core of this event. Everything after the intermission, uh, we start with. Uh, a couple of interesting guys. One guy that, uh, has been lately, I guess, re-emerging or emerging around the indies, uh, ever since, you know, leaving the WWE. And of course, one guy who DJM and I absolutely, uh, love. Uh, we had Trent Beretta, uh, taking on Ricochet, uh, in a singles contest. DJM, give us, I guess, a little context about, uh, both those guys and maybe a little context of the match. Trent Beretta, the former WWE employee, who I will not call a superstar because he never did anything of significance. And Ricochet, who I I think you really can't make an argument for anyone else, is quite frankly the best high flyer on the planet. Uh, He had a tryout recently at the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, uh, but he is full-time with Dragon Gate Prime over in Japan. Uh, he, he is one of the many Chikara success stories, Antonio Cesaro, Sarah Del Rey, and Ricochet included. And this match was, it was about what I expected. Ricochet mm-hmm. was amazing, as always, and Trent Beretta was exactly the same he, as he always was. He was there. <laughs> uh... So as I ask you, ladies, uh, do, it, before I ask you about the match itself, what did you guys have any expectations coming into? I guess I imagine it must be your first indie wrestling experience. Did you guys have any expectations coming into this uh, before watching it? No, no expectations. At I mean, all. we we just wanted to watch it for the cute boys. So, <laughs> uh, I, I I understand that. Then we, uh, we we might have some people on the short list for the Dragon Gate show. 
Uh, cause there's some cute Japanese boys on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, what, um, I guess I'll start with you, Heather. What, uh, thoughts did you have about, uh, this match and these guys? I have to say, out of all the matches of the second half of the event, I have to say Ricochet by far was my favorite to watch. I loved the high flying action. I loved his moves. I loved his character. And he was pretty cute, which is like, you know, what I'm going for, the, the cute level. But, um, I, 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 I don't know. I really liked his showing, and I'm kind of disappointed that WWE didn't pick him up to be on the roster. However, I think I did read that he may be heading to TNA. So, fingers crossed, I think he deserves it. His match uh, he definitely, def- he's the one that stood out the most overall, I would say, of all the matches. He's the one that I want to watch again. Yeah, he is definitely somebody that deserves to be paid a steady paycheck okay, by somebody. I- uh and uh is was it weird seeing Tremperati again? <laughs> a little bit weird, I have to say. You know, when he walked in, I was like, "Oh, hey, this guy looks pretty familiar." Um, I think he had a great showing as well. I thought for a couple moments there that uh, you know, he uh maybe was going to win it, but, you know. And it is that Bill Murray on his knee? Yes. He does that Bill Murray. Bill I Murray thought- so I knew a Bill Murray and a Target. I was like, that's Bill Murray on his knee. Uh, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Trent Beretta, but Alex Shelley did everything you did better than you in 2010. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, I know it was a fantastic match. Of course, uh, Ricochet, if he does get a steady paycheck somewhere, it'll be awesome. I know he's kicking ass over in well, Dragon he, Gate. Well, he has a steady paycheck with Dragon Gate, but may- yeah, maybe so as a member of yeah, um, he's a member of Monster Express over there, and it's really awesome. He's one of the guys that's leaning my le- my loyalty over to that group. Between them and Mad Blanky, I'm t- I'm kind of jo- torn. Maybe Jimmy's. We'll discuss that on the Dragon Gate episode. I'm still undecided. Um, but that I was the. Ricochet had a, it was amazing. The space flying tiger drop was really, really cool to watch. It's a move. I mean, he executed it flawlessly. I think. I don't know. I'm, I'm Team Ricochet. Two yes. words, ladies. Two words. Double moonsault. Yes, double, double moonsault. moonsault. We were sold the second we heard that. Yes, uh, <laughs> double moonsault. He also hits the 630, which is amazing. Uh, yeah, Ricochet is just <laughs> undeniable. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. he is the absolute best high flyer in the universe. You know, you know what we could do? We could actually probably put him in Sin Cara's outfit. No one would know the difference, you know, just <laughs> insert him in that, there. That seems to be the trend, so. Yeah, yes, him. yes, that, that seems to be the trend. Just like, hey, he went and got a shit tattoo over the last time he got injured. Listen, got a really big tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what they have in mind for a Kalisto in NXT. Ah, okay. That's true. Kalisto, aka Samurai del Sol. Uh, but yeah. Fantastic ricochet rocks. Uh, but moving on to the, uh, tag, some tag team action. We have, uh, the two major Sapolsky verse champions, uh, in the ring, across from the ring from each other in tag team action. We had Evolve champion AR Fox, somebody who should never, uh, Google without safe search on. Uh, trust me. (laughs) Too late. Uh, teaming with Uha Nation. PD. I finally get to talk about Uha Nation. Yes. Yeah, Uha Nation. Yeah. Right, taking taking on hype. John, taking on the whole shebang, Johnny Gargano and the big stupid meanie pants himself, 
Uh, John Davis, callback. Uh, DJM, you're hyped about Uha Nation. I know I'm, I've been hyped about Uha Nation ever since I saw him. Again, WrestleCon. Uh, talk about Uha Nation a little bit, DJM. Uha Nation is the guy WWE hopes Big E Langston becomes. He is absolutely ridiculously athletic and stupidly strong. And dude is just, he's stupidly enjoyable. He was, he had a really serious knee injury that had him out for over a year. Uh, and Gabe Sapolsky pretty much said on no uncertain terms that eventually Uha Nation is going to be like the guy. And yeah. him and AR Fox as a tag team, this was just like, amaze balls. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I, I was, I was hyped for this because yes. these are two guys that I really enjoy. AR Fox and Uha, uh, against two guys I really don't like in Johnny Gargano and, uh, the meanie pants, John Davis. <laughs> yes. Uh, what did you, uh, ladies think of this contest? I, I like AR Fox because anyone that has a move named after a Chinese food like the Lo Mein Pain, I'm th- that's good. That's good in my book. That's memorable for sure. <laughs> but um, overall, not my favorite match of the night. Being completely honest, I did like Uha Nation. I thought he had a really good showing, but I just feel like the characters maybe just weren't as memorable for me. You know, going and looking for something special. I don't know if I necessarily saw that with John Davis and Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano is, how, how do I put this? He is a wrestling hipster. <laughs> that, that would be the best way to put it. A, a wrestling hipster who is huge in Cleveland. That, that's, yes. that, that would be the best way to describe it. And as the Open the Freedom Gate champion, he, he likes to portray himself as everyone's hero, which no one buys. Even though he's been, <laughs> he's been, he's been champion for, Almost two years now, hasn't he? Going on, uh, started his third year as champion now. Uh, long, long time. Uh, we'll have to see who finally, uh, dethrones him, but he's uh, been he, champion like, a long time. Like I said, Uha was out with a knee surgery for over a year. Like I said. Mm-hmm. Uha. Uh, yeah, so and you guys were impressed by Uha Nation, I imagine. Oh, absolutely. I agree. You know what? I would actually love to see him go up against Biggie Langston. I'm not sure who would necessarily mm-hmm. take it, but um, I think I prefer Uha's orange shorts. So. Yes. His Monster Express-esque shorts, uh, which are fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was a fantastic tag team match. Good showing by by both teams in, in really cool uh, short spurts and really fun to watch. I think anytime I see A.R. Fox, he impresses me. Uh, Uha Nation. Uh, just impresses me every time I see him. Uh, from the moment I, he stepped foot out there, uh, that dude is a monster. I mean, <laughs> it, I, I, I don't notice the crowd uh, oftentimes, but when it comes to Uha Nation, the crowd does kind of change its mood when he's about to do something because, <laughs> and that, that's how you know about certain dudes where it's like, oh shit, Uha's gonna do something crazy. And either he'll do like a crazy thing where he lifts two different guys up at the same time, or he'll do a standing moonsault into a studio shooting star press because he's Uha Nation. 
and he can do yes. that. Yes. Yes. Uh, the Uha combination, which is fantastic. Uh, Uha Nation. What more, what more can you say? Uh, I didn't miss a moment. Oh, here's a big moment. I didn't miss a moment in the Ricochet Tremperetta match. I forgot to mention the part where, uh, Rick, uh, uh, Ricochet says, uh, Norman Smiley likes me, which is hilarious. And of course, John Davis is, once again, he is a big stupid meanie pants. <laughs> I don't like him. Uh, but moving on to two formerly ofs, uh, taking on and taking each other on in tag team action. I mean, in singles action. Uh, we had a singles action against, with, uh, words, Come on, making Come on. words, why, why <laughs> can't make words, what, uh, we have, <laughs> we have singles action between Chris Hero, formerly recently of the WWE, uh, and of course, Anthony Nice, the premier athlete, the manager of the, the core of the premier athlete brand, uh, with, uh, the, with Sue Young, uh, and also had Trent Peretta in his corner, uh, taking out each other in singles action. DJM, offer your context on, and you've expressed your thoughts on, on Chris Hero multiple times. Uh, Chris Hero is, is the original indie wrestler that everyone likes except me. Kind of in the same way with Johnny Gargano. Before Johnny Gargano, it was Chris Hero. Where, when it came to Chris Hero, I was that guy. Despite him being pretty good technically, despite him being one of CM Punk's close personal friends, despite him getting all the way to NXT and then getting released, I've just never been a fan of the guy. Tony Nese, I, I think is all right. I, I think he's all right. I think that TNA made a mistake in letting him go. Uh, and I think that the premier athlete brand is one to keep an eye on. And mm-hmm. this match overall was fairly decent. Uh, I, I don't really care for Sue Young being out there, but whatever. Managers. The match overall was fine. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a, it had its moments. It was fine. It set up some things. Uh, and it was pretty cool. Well, what did you ladies think of the, of the contest? So th- that was Cash Asano, right? That's Chris Hero. Indeed. Cash okay. Awesome. Yeah. You know what? I can't hate on him. Um, I liked Chris Hero. I thought he was dope. Uh, as far as Anthony Neese and Sue Young, I'm available for that job as his valet. We can get Sue Young out of there. I think I'm much cuter. Um, so, uh, and Anthony- you are in Florida, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm available. Well, well there you go. um as far as the match i mean i can't really say i can look back and remember all that much of it but i did remember enjoying it uh what do you (laughs) think we're both in agreement (laughs) yeah so yeah uh, pretty much uh that you think that uh serena pretty much the same thoughts yeah on this match i don't really have anything other too memorable yeah about it other than yeah Chris Hero. Yes. Chris he got him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's an interesting theme song. Yeah, it was a good little showcase, I think. It worked out pretty well. Uh, it just, it didn't, you know, set the world on fire, but it was pretty fun and it had a lot of cool moments, a lot of back, cool back and forth, uh, technical moments. If you're really into just sitting there, sitting back and watching those technical moments, uh, didn't. Which I do. 
and that's oftentimes why where I will give Chris Hero a pass because he does do that technical world of sports stuff well, and and I enjoy that. He was a former trainer uh, at the Wrestle Factory with Mike Quackenbush, so he knows how to go, but just generally his overall presentation is one that I do not love, but I've never disrespected the guy's talent. And he's cute, so therefore I like him. Thumbs up, Chris Hero. You you never you never saw him with the half beard, did you? Mm, can't say that we did. I I don't mind beards. Beards are are good. Half half beard. Half beard. <laughs> half. Like top and bottom, or right and left? It was right and left. Oh, oh. oh goodness! It's like Moses parting the beard. I don't know. It's it's it was one of those weird indie wrestling stories. Mm. That, yeah. that you hear CM Punk talk about on DVDs. The story of the weird beard. <laughs> yes, the weird beard. <laughs> Chris Hero, the weird beard. Yes. Uh, yes, I think that that is a fantastic way to sum it up. Uh, cool match, <laughs> cool singles match. And, of course, we get to... Uh, now that brings us to the main event. Uh, with a tag team action that was set up earlier in that... Uh, at post that fantastic technical spectacle that we uh, talked about earlier, uh, the reunion of Ronin, uh, momentarily of Chuck Taylor and Rich Swan taking on a team that both DJ and I, DJM and I absolutely love. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Another Slick team Nick that was, Matt. another <laughs> team let go by, another pair of athletes let go by TNA. And also never picked up by WWE. Because they didn't know that they were supposed to bother Booker T. <laughs> but Whatever. we digress. But we digress. The main event contest, the former team in Dragon Gate faction, kind of, of Ronin, uh, two-thirds, Chuck Taylor and Rich Swan, the, the third being Johnny Gargano, took on the, more or less, the the general tag team champions of all of indie wrestling and their many, many super kicks. Yes. Uh, Of course, the Young Bucks, the ridiculously athletic Nick and Mac Jackson, who are in a lot of ways probably the most ironic wrestlers going around because they take every kind of pro wrestling trope and flip it on its head. Like doing things like cartwheel handspring back rakes and throwing super kicks ironically because everyone knows they're going to throw super kicks yes and the they're hilarious party. for it they have an invitation to the super kick party uh, <laughs> for you invitation uh, and you can rsbp at your leisure <laughs> uh and of course they have a fantastic tag team they they are the one of the most meta two of the most meta wrestlers ever uh, they, they embody everything that everyone wants to hate about indie wrestling. We've, we've talked about it before. They, they, they embody the, you know, the super kicks of flippy flops <laughs> side <laughs> of indie wrestling, but they do it so cleverly and so meta. But, uh, enough about what we think. What did you ladies think of the, of the main event? Well, as far as the Young Bucks, I mean, I heard that they have beef with RVD, and to me, that's not cool, because I love me some RVD. They, um, they, they pretty much have beef with everyone. They have beef with everybody. Well, then they got beef with me, so I take back my uh, my RSVP for that super kick party. No, I'm kidding. Um, 
I actually really did enjoy this match. I kind of heard some WWE references. I believe at one point, I I think I saw Rich Swan mentioning "You can't see me." Um, yes. <laughs> oh, Rich. And they Swan. dropped the, and then they dropped the uh, him and uh, Chuck Taylor dropped the five knuckle shuffles uh, uh, success uh, successfully, and it was hilarious. Uh, Rich Swan, of course, is is a guy that has fantastic agility, uh, fantastic singing voice. And a fantastic and Chris, <laughs> and a fantastic Chris Jericho impersonation. Come on, baby. <laughs> uh, call back to a previous episode. Oh God, <laughs> that was a hilarious moment. But, but yeah, as you get, as you ladies were saying, uh, Heather, well, what else did you think about the 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 tie team action overall? Um, overall, I really did enjoy it. It was one of my favorite matches of the night. I have to say. Overall, the one thing that Serena and I noticed about all of these athletes is they're doing these performances without any padding on the ground. I think, what, what did they say? They said, like, nothing, nothing but stealing wood. I mean, wood. I have to say, on. that's so impressive to me is that, you know, these guys are willing to, like, put their bodies on the line and throw themselves onto a ground with no padding. And I, I saw a lot of that during this final match. I really thought their athleticism was incredible. I really liked their characters and I'm happy with the result with who won. So. Yes. Uh, and what did you think, uh, Serena? I second that motion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we were too yeah. busy looking at the cute boys. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it was a, a fantastic tag team match, and, uh, I, like I said, the Young Bucks always impress me, uh, they're hilarious, and then, of course, Chucky e. T with his antics, and I loved, it. again, the WWE references, uh, Chucky e. T, Shauna. Different, I would say their suck it was a little bit different than we see on WWE. A little more adult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a little more adult. And I loved, the, the, uh, the Kentucky gentleman, Chuck Taylor. The Kentucky gentleman. I loved his, uh, suck it Xavier Woods moment when he, uh, hit, uh, soul food. Which, by the way, for, uh, I imagine you two are uninitiated. Uh, I imagine you've seen Z- Xavier Woods, uh, do that, uh, foot to the face, uh, move that's called soul food. And it's, uh, one that is very much a staple of Chuck Taylor's career for the past, like, what is it? How how long has Chuck Taylor been wrestling? Like it's 20, been like thirty it's years. Been well, oh. it's been a while though. It started it's when he was like, five or something. Yeah, it's he been a while. Up after the shoes. Yeah, he 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 regrets it to this day. <laughs> also, another another person that does that mood, probably even before Chuck Taylor, Gail Kim, in which she calls it "eat defeat." Mm-hmm. King Gaid, uh, fantastic, yeah. Uh, eat defeat, but yeah, soul food. And I love that moment where where he's like, "Suck it, Xavier Woods." Soul food. It was fun. <laughs> uh, and and it it was riddled with all those moments. You know, Rich Swan is. Th- those are hilarious. moments for us, ladies. Th- th- those are those kinds of moments where uh, those of us that that know the indies know WWE really appreciate when when he does. When indie guys do meta things like that or certain moves that guys like CM Punk or Daniel Bryan do where it's like, ah, oh, they did the thing. They, they did the thing. Yeah. They did. They did it. Lots we, of things. We really like the air guitar as well. We were jamming out with that. Ah, the air guitar. Yes. Yeah, the Umbucks air guitar. Uh, and you know, great moves like the, the double, the double, uh, team single leg crab. 
almost oh, taking Serena one from amazing. each. Serena put me uh, in that the other night. Yes. Yes. It's, it's true. It's, it's I saw true. I saw your figure four. It was it was it was good. And I think your figure four needs some work. Everyone <laughs> thought we were just scissoring, but we will keep working on this figure four. We will make For the it record, happen. It was the first one ever. It was our first figure four. <laughs> I, I think they need to watch some some more video from Maxwell Chicago. To, to yeah. learn to learn how to really execute that move. What about Ric Flair? What about Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. What about Jeff Jarrett? Oh, Je- Jeff Jarrett's coming back. He's he's got something going on now. He, he's yeah, he's nice. done with TNA. He's he's left there, and uh, he's he's starting something else up soon. Hmm. Interesting. I, I I look forward to that. Uh, so that, so that would... maybe. AJ Styles won't be stuck on the indies forever. So that's good. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, uh, but yeah, that was a fantastic uh, main event. And I'll ask you, uh, ladies, what did you guys think about the event overall? What was your impression? Overall, I mean, I really did enjoy it. I would say it was something I'd be interested in watching again. I think that there's a big difference as far as crowd reaction. You know, I did hear this is awesome quite a bit. And Serena and I were saying. Which got us excited. Yeah, absolutely. To hear that. I guess, you know, the difference is with the big crowds in the WWE, you kind of feel it a little bit more. This is the type of event I would love to attend in person. And, you know, knowing that it's in Florida or knowing that this event was in Florida, you know. Maybe, maybe we will. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do like to run I, some shows I personally in recommend, I personally recommend, ladies, if it's when it comes around, Full Impact Pro. Okie dokie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Full Impact Pro. Uh, it's, it's it, it has fantastic. a few of the guys that you've seen here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially, uh, well, you didn't see them, but it has Dos Vendejos and, uh, Anthony Nice is there as well. And I believe Tramperata is their champion right now. Uh, Sounds good. Are they single? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I, I'm not that much of a wrestling nerd to know. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like you, you guys enjoyed it. And yeah, indie wrestling is definitely a, a fantastic live experience when you're in the crowd. Even though it, it, it doesn't, even when they're not huge crowds, when you're in the crowd and you're all like, all like maybe 40 or 50 of you are really into it and really energetic, you or- feel it. Just fine. seven or eight hundred. Yeah, or seven, eight hundred. Like I had like at WrestleCon, <laughs> uh, which was fantastic watching, uh, cheerleader Melissa and Soraya Knight, uh, in the cage cheering on or watching, uh, uh, Shingo versus Akira Tozawa, uh, before everybody jumped out of the seats because they had to beat traffic for WrestleMania. But there's some fantastic experiences when you go to a live wrestling event. It's a communal experience. Plus, you get to buy merch and you get to like shake hands and you get to like figure out which of the wrestlers PD. have card readers. PD. And which don't. What? PD. This is the part where you take it home. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, ladies, w- go ahead and plug anything you want to, uh, let people know about. Uh, what are you guys doing on the internet or, or otherwise? That's an excellent question. We mostly just spend most of our time putting each other into submission holds, and uh, that's, I don't know, that's about it. Yeah. As far as plugging it, you can follow me on Twitter at at Kid Cadet. Same with Instagram, it's at Kid Cadet. And I would be at Serena3000 on all of the above. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can go ahead and follow them. Uh, DJ, any any 
interesting uh, happenings over at Delta Julia Mike? Yes, Petey. DeltaJulietMike.com. However, comma, I'd like to give a shout out to friend of the show, Hawkeye Jefferson, because I'll be appearing on his show, The Ruthless Aggression Podcast, with him and uh, our Australian buddy, Asher. And the show we will be discussing next week will be WrestleMania 18. So shout out to Hawkeye Jefferson. And uh, I mm-hmm. will see you guys next week. The Ruthless Aggression Podcast at Ruthless Aggression Podcast on the Twitter Twatter. And, you know, as always, at Just Call Me DJM Like a Tribe Called Quest. You say the whole thing. <gasps> Just Call Me DJM. Yes. I what? am, of course, at PD Ray. PD is in Williams. Rave is in Jimmy. All in one word. Uh, the show is at Fanny Pack WP. Website is fannypackwrestling.com. The whole network where you can uh, listen to podcasts like Halijuku if you like K-pop or Record Breakers for our music reviews uh, at rebelli.net. Uh, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, all over the place. Subscribe, share. I- I'm pretty uh, sure he's on Prodigy rate. as well. He's on Prodigy. Yes. CompuServe. I have a BBS over in the corner that is still running. Uh... Yeah, I'm all over the place. But until next time, hasta los huevos. Pegasus away! You stay classy. Wherever you are.